That's a fucking banger. Welcome to the League Podcast. As always, hide your kids, hide your wife. This is Rated R. We over here for our second podcast of the season. I wish I could have had time to do more, but, you know, work, baby. There's no time for anything these days. But, hey, I'm here for the week 14 to start of the 2017 playoffs. We got all kinds of crazy scenarios. I was going to write them out and do a little post, but I'd rather just tell you guys via the podcast. Podcast is more fun. So, uh, and also, we have a special guest coming later on this evening. I want to make this podcast quick, like always. I don't want to take too much time, but it just, I get to talking and then time just gets ahead of me. And the next thing I know, I'm running 30 minutes, but I'm going to try to be cognizant of the time. So, uh, you know, without further ado, I'm going to get right into it. Just a couple statistics, um, a couple of uh, some stories going into the playoffs. So, to start off with, total playoff wins. Of course, CP3 at the top with 14 total wins. We got Peter in second with 12. Kevin with 9. Evan with 9. Mike with 7. Trav with 7. Ryan with 5. Hassani with 3. Andy with 2. Nick with two, Craig with two, and Bowles has zero. So going on to semifinal appearances, I have five semifinal appearances with, uh, you know, uh, moving on to the ship all five times. I've won it four times. So one time I lost in the championship. Uh, Peter has been to the semifinals nine times, and he's appeared to, in the championship three times, losing all three times, unfortunate. Kevin has been to the semifinals four times, and he's been to the ship twice. Evan, semifinals five times, been to the ship three times. Mike, three times, been to the ship once, winning it that year. Trav, been to the semifinals three times, ship twice. I do believe he's won it both times. Ryan, been to the ship twice. Uh, and semi- two final semifinals appearances. Hassani, one semifinal appearance, one ship appearance. Andy, one cha- one semifinals appearance, zero championship appearances. Nick, one semifinal appearance, one championship appearance. Craig, one semifinal fa- appearance, no championship appearances. And Bells, zero and zero. So, uh, moving on to some storylines going into the 2017 The League playoff season over here. Um, so, a little bit of uh, some, you know... Negativeness going around with CP3. We had a lot of positiveness with the 14 total playoff wins. But, you know, I haven't won a playoff game since 2011. Let's just be real now. It's been a long, long drought after going to four championships in six years. I've just been on a super drought with, with, you know, since 2012, I've been in 12th place twice. So... It hasn't been looking good for me as of late. I'm on a super drought. And, uh, you know, it's looking... This year, it's going to be... I have a tough matchup against my brother who, you know, is the league leader in scoring. 
And uh, but I, I have I have some good players. I just need those players to perform. I got four studs, um, so I I just gotta I just need them to step up. It's playoff time. They need to step up. So some other storylines. Ryan makes the playoffs every year, but hasn't won a playoff game since 2012. That's almost as bad as me. Mine. I haven't been in the playoffs since 2011. He's 2012. And also, to add in, he has an 80, 80% chance, according to his history, he has an 80, 80% chance of losing in round one, as he's only won twice in 10 years. Kevin hasn't won a playoff game since 2014. He's finished top three each of the previous four seasons prior to that. Mike won his first playoff game in 2013 and has made it to the semis three of the last four years. That's pretty impressive right there. This is Asani's first playoff appearance since 2012. So um, he's uh, he's been on a pretty good drought, but this is even more alarming. He hasn't even won a playoff game since 2007. So you guys talk about me, 2011. We're talking about, goddamn, 10 years. Kids moving on to a decade here. Hopefully he gets his first win this year. He's in the playoffs this year, but we'll see. Travis is making back-to-back playoff appearances for only the second time in his franchise history. Um, This is the first time in five years that Andy has missed the playoffs. This is the first time Peter has missed the playoffs in back-to-back years. He's usually out there. He's usually out in the playoffs. It's just he doesn't have... Much luck the last two years. Just missed out this year. Nick, first time missing the playoffs since 2013. Bows makes his first ever appearance in the playoffs. Congratulations, Bows. Craig has made the playoffs every year in the league. That's pretty impressive. You know, he's always up there. He makes he makes trades. That's one thing I'll say about that guy. He makes moves, and he usually makes out in those moves. And he, make, he usually builds a big team. You know, his team would be... You know, pretty dominant if he had Watson and Will Fuller, uh, you know, in the action. Uh, Evan has now missed the play- playoffs two years in a row since being the number one seed in 2015 when he lost in the ship to Mike, who was the number four seed. So those are our uh, playoff 2017 playoff storylines, the main storylines that we have going here. Um, now I want to move on to our special guest for the evening. Okay, we have Trollback Thursday here on the phone line. He's our special guest for the evening. I wanted to uh, I wanted to bring him in here because he's one of the hardest teams to uh, make it to the playoffs. Here, he's uh, from weeks ten to thirteen. He's had an average of a whopping one hundred and fifty four point thirty one points a game while going three and one in that stretch. He's only he only lost last week, and that was by a point. To Mike, was it Mike? It was Mike, right? It was Mike. That was a, that was a pretty brutal loss. That was that was. I think it happened on Monday night, right? He got me. Yeah, last last three minutes of the fourth quarter. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> After he should have been tossed anyway. Oh yes, that was uh, Juju. Juju. Oh God, that's that's a, that's a terrible loss, man. I feel for you there because you would have been four and zero in that stretch, going into the playoffs, super super hot here, man. So I have I have a would have been the number two seed instead of five. Oh, that that's right too. So you would have been playing the number seven seed, which is Bowles, I do believe, right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. that that's a big difference because Craig's got a good team. So that was a huge that was a huge that's a heartbreaking loss for you, man. I feel for you, man. 
For sure. So what I wanted to um I wanted to pull you in. So I just want to know which player or players do you attribute this incredible run to? Well, it's hard not to give all the credit to Alvin Kamara. You know, for sure. The guy, the guy's been on fire. Like he's, he's, his role seems to expand. The, the number of points he gets per touch is just through the roof. Yes, because I think I think Mark Ingram out touches him. He does by a lot. He, um, Kamara only gets twelve to fifteen touches a week, but when he gets the ball in his hands, he's Unbelievable! It's it's been he's an incredible stretch. On all of his all of his carries and catches, it's crazy. For sure, since week nine, he has scored more than twenty five points, fantasy points. I think he has one there that was twenty four point eight, but we'll call it twenty five. That's incredible for a guy that only you said gets about twelve touches a game. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. And you drafted him. I right? did. I drafted him in the twelfth the or thirteenth round. Actually, you, um, dra- you drafted him in the 14th. 14th round, I'm sorry. 14th round. Yeah, that, uh, that's a steal. Know, I was going on some, some guys with upside late in the draft. I got him and then Chris Thompson right in a row who I ended up dropping. Which was uh, oh, yeah. a little bit painful, but it, it ended up working out okay in the end. So, yes. Funny, Alvin Kamara, while we're drafting, literally while we're drafting, he, in, in the preseason game we ended up on TV in Craig's basement. Alvin Kamara busted off a 75-yard run for a touchdown. Oh, in the preseason. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Now I remember that. So did that did that trigger you to draft him, or was you kind of had that in mind? I'm going to get him in the 14th. Honestly, I didn't even realize. Like, I didn't make the connection. Like, he was on my board anyway. Um, yep. You know, I, I when, the, when the Saints move up in the draft, you know, they trade away a 2018 you know, third-round pick. Yep. Yeah. Only because of you know the, the insights I get from my my sources, as you would say. Yes, for sure. So I I knew they were high on him. I, I knew Adrian Peterson didn't have much left in the tank, and it was just a matter of time. That's what scared me. That's what scared me is because they had Ingram and Peterson ahead of him. So I didn't think much of him, but that's. That's good thinking on your part because they did trade up. And I didn't even realize, I didn't even make that connection because Sean Payton, if he's trading up a whole round to get the dude, he's going to be utilized. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, you know, you, you got to figure Ingram's had some injury history. It, it, what they're doing right now with the two of them, the production they have at the same time is incredible. Yes. I, mean, I never would have thought that they, they would be able to do what they're doing at the same time. Um, so, I mean, I got lucky. He was my fourth or fifth running back at that point. Yeah. So, I, I got very fortunate that I worked out. But, you know, when, you, when you're drafting the 14th, 15th round, you're looking for guys that, you know, if they catch a break or could get hot, you're looking for guys with upside. Yes. Um, so, and I got a lot of a lot of offers for him throughout the year. I just, I, I couldn't move off of him because I knew what his potential would be. Were you close to um, pulling the trigger on any of the offers? There was a couple times, you know, I, I, there were some guys on Ryan's roster that I was really looking to get, um, and he really went hard after, after Kamara. Um, no one else made a really decent decent offer for him. There were guys that just sort of, you know, nibbling around, seeing what was available. Yep. Um, but I, I just couldn't do it. I, you know, through the year, I moved to, I moved to Ajayi. Uh, I moved to, you know, I made a lot of trades. This year. Yeah, and that actually, um, that's... 
that's um I'm glad you said that because that moves on to my, my next question. I was wondering what acquisition do you think was pivotal to your your success today? So I don't know if I can hit one. I mean that that first one trading um, Crabtree and Ajayi for for Nut Hopkins while Hopkins was on on his bye week and Pete needed needed players now. Yep. Yep. I think the ability to see into the future and know that, you know, this, this is when, when they had Deshaun. Um, yes. You know, um, knowing what his potential was going to be and being able to just be patient. I mean, I felt like I was, you know, three and one, you know, four or five and one at the time. I was pretty 50, uh, you know, 500 record at that point. Mm-hmm. But just knowing that I, if, if I took that chance, figure out, I'd take one loss to get a guy that really had a huge upside and, you know, seeing Deshaun Watson go down, I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Do I move off this guy? Yeah. You know, I offered him to you for Julio Jones. Um, you know, so I, I think, I think probably getting Hopkins was really the, the, what I could anchor my team around having that stud at the, at a skill position. And, um, even though he has Tom Savage at quarterback, which you know, I think that dude's absolutely horrendous, he's been, Hopkins has still been dropping points. I mean, the guy's got incredible hands. So, I mean, you get the ball anywhere near him and he's catching it. So, I mean, his efficiency still isn't very good because Savage is just terrible. Yeah. But, I mean, the guy, when you get 14, yeah, 14 targets a game, yes, he's, you get the hands that Hopkins has and, and the touchdown upside. Savage loves him. He's actually getting more targets with Savage than he did with Watson, but he was more efficient with Watson. You know, he dropped touchdowns oh, almost cool. every week with Watson. But, um, but he's still... He still is still performing. You know what I mean? Now, who you said? You said you traded Crabtree and who for him? Crabtree and Jay Ajayi to Pete. Oh, God. That's highway robbery. That is when, you, hi- when you saw Ajayi get traded to Philadelphia, I was like, uh-oh. He's going to blow up. I don't know how this going to work out. Yep. I, mean, I was like, oh, I, I could have just made a huge mistake, but it ended up working out okay because he's in that, that horrible time here in Philadelphia. Yes, exactly. And uh, so it, so far, it looks like you, you made... Uh, you made all good in that trade. I, I so far so good, but you know, it, it, the the thing that has been good to me this year is very few injuries. I've been lucky that way. Yes. Uh, Crabtree sat out one game for the most part, and other than that, I've had enough depth to really cover my bye weeks and any little you know dings and scrapes guys I've had. Yes, for sure. That, That's true too. Scared me this week. Delaney's you know ding, dinged up, but uh, for the most part, I've stayed healthy, which has been been good. A lot of guys that. that even made it to the playoffs and dealing with some huge injuries, so I've been I've been very fortunate. Yep, yep. And then speaking about acquisitions, you acquired Ezekiel Elliott, and um, he's been off for a few weeks now. Um, yep. What type of impact? Because he, he'll be back next week. Now, so if you uh, beat week Craig, week sixteen. Oh, it's sixteen. Sixteen. One. I, I get him for one game, and it's against Seattle. Um, so oh. as far as impact goes, I would say you know. I'm really curious to see how Leonard Fournette does against Seattle this week. I think that's going to be very telling. Yeah. The combination of Fournette and Yeldon, I think if you combine those guys, you get the skill set of Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to roll him in my, in my lineup either way. I mean, Howard hasn't been good enough to really earn that spot. Obviously, that Zeke back makes Morris and Smith irrelevant. So yeah, That'll be the championship. Whether it be in a consolation game or in a, a third place or a, a championship matchup. If you could be in the championship, so you would start Zeke after having that much time off. Oh, I mean, he's rested. Uh, you know what? You know they're going to give him the ball. 
if they're still contending, he's the he's the best player they have on their team. Um, you know, I, he's smart enough to to keep himself in good shape. Uh, I think just talent alone, you, you have to roll with him. Yes, for sure. Lally, I mean, if, if you look at the points, he's been out for like three weeks now. Yep. And he's still like the the the, the ninth most running back points. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's impressive. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like he's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He's 11th. He dropped down to 11th. So he's still up there, even though missing all the all those games. So yeah, you got to start him. That dude's an elite talent. Even if against again, Seattle, you have to start him. And that could be yeah, the. He was, ch- he was a throw-in on uh, the deal I was really yeah. looking to get with with Stafford. Um, and you know, Andy loves himself. I so I, I could I could get him. Eli Manning, that's who he wanted. Yeah. And he wanted Kevin Coleman, and I was like, well, Coleman, you know, Freeman's going to be back at some point. You know, I can take the hint. For sure. Not having Coleman in my lineup. And it looked out okay. Coleman did well for Andy the the weeks that that, that Freeman was out, but I really just got Zeke because at that point, Andy wasn't going to use him. You know, he had no, he needed that roster spot. Yeah, he was win now mode. He was win now. I figured, he was really a throw in, to be honest with you. Yes, for sure, for sure. That uh, that Zeke throwing could pay dividends come championship time. So, um, so I just have to say, you haven't won a playoff game since 2014. So you've been on a little bit of a drought. So are you confident that you can beat Craig and end this streak? Uh, absolutely not. I'm not confident. <laughs> Why, dude? Um, You're on a hot I mean, streak. It doesn't matter. I mean... Craig has a great team. Uh, I think I'm going to get lucky if Cooper isn't going to play this week. So that helps. Um, that, he's, got, he's getting Will Fuller back, but you know, he has not been good with, with Tom Savage. No. No, not at all. I no. mean, Russell Wilson, he's playing, playing Jacksonville, but he's still Russell Wilson. Phillip Rivers has been incredible lately. Um, you know, he's got those, you know, McCoy and Fournette are great running backs. Yeah. match up against, against Seattle this week. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're behind, he's, they've shown that he's he's taken out of the ball game when they're in you know hurry up mode or, or yeah trying to trying to come back. Yep. Um, but McCoy's dangerous. Um, you just you never know. What, Craig could put up two hundred points, or he could put up one hundred and six. Yes. You never know with this team. He's really more robust. Um, yes. So I'm not I'm not counting any chickens. I'm not looking past Craig at this point. Yep. Um, yep. You know he's he's the four seed. He's he's been really. He's been on the top four all all season long for the most part. After after a couple of weeks, he's made made a lot of moves to make his team better. For sure, um, yep. So I'm definitely not looking past Craig, um, and I'm, I'm nervous. I'm hoping to um, you know basically a Kamara versus Thomas tonight, in a Thursday night game. Yes, that's right. Mark Ingram is playing. If he wasn't playing, you would have been set. That could have been a forty point game. Well, you just never know, and it could still be now. I mean. With a toe injury, with a running back on on turf, you just never know what's going to be. I don't. I don't think New Orleans wants to give Kamara twenty five touches. Yes. I don't get that sense. So I think even if he was, if you if uh, 
Ingram wasn't playing, you see a lot of Jonathan Williams on, on early downs. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, I still don't think you would have gotten a huge game that you're, that you're expecting. Atlanta gives up a lot of catches to running backs. So I'm really hoping for a hot start tonight. Oh, there you go. And I think Kamara, um, I think he's been the starter most of the year. But Mark Ingram ends up taking over the next series, and he usually gets more touches. But I think Kamara gets the start. So we could be seeing a, a lot of passes to him early on. I'm hoping so. And, you know, Mike Thomas, I think he has a good game. But, you know, they got Trufant and Poole back this week for Atlanta in the secondary. So yep. It's going to be a tougher matchup than they've been recently out of their full strength. Um, but, you know, Vegas is predicting this one to be a shootout. I hope it's a fun game to watch. But I also hope Kamara puts up a ton. Oh, Vegas is saying it's going to be a shootout. Woohoo! Holy yeah, old Jones. I think the over is like 52. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, man. I got to go straight to the bar tonight and watch this game. I'm going against my brother. I need to go 3-0 against this dude. I'm 2-0 against him this year. Let's make it 3. And I, I would love to start off hot with Julio Jones, 2-TD game. Because he's, he's been the wild card for me this year. The dude's yeah. just been, like, m- terrible. player on your team. Yes. And, it's ter- and it kills me. I need them. They win games when they pass on the ball. I need them to give him the ball today. I need him to have double-digit targets. They need to keep feeding him like they, like they did to, uh, like Steelers do to Antonio Brown. He's that type of talent. Physically Absolutely. animal. They need, they need to give him the ball. So hopefully... My projections have you have you edging out your brother by about by about six points. This week. So, I hope I, that's right. I hope that that's right. If I go three and August, this dude, he's gonna be pissed. He's gonna be heated. But I mean, I have faith in my squad. I like my squad. Like you were saying about Craig's, mine's boom or bust. I'm hoping this week's a boom to make me three and zero. And I hope I edge out my brother. He has Brandon Cooks on Monday night. I'm hoping for a big league at the end of Sunday. Well, I, I'm hoping that you win. No offense to Travis. Travis is a good dude, but he's my fantasy football nemesis. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I, I finally managed to get it, to get a win on him this year. Yeah, that made me feel a little bit better. But I do not want. I never want to see a team in the playoffs. Not that I want to see yours or anything. Yeah, but I do not want to see his team in the playoffs. That's right. I forgot about yeah. that. And he's the highest scoring team this year. So if I can edge him out on a bad week, hopefully he has a bad week. His quarterbacks are what's key to his team. His quarterbacks have. Pretty horrendous matchups. So I'm hoping this quarterback's just... I hope Carson Wentz continue with the bad play. He wasn't very good last week, aside from, like, two really, really excellent, like, freaking crazy passes. Other than that, he didn't he didn't look good against a good defense. So, and then Cam Newton, he's up or down. He could have a two-point game. So I, that's what I'm kind of hanging my hat on. So we'll see. Minnesota's a good defense. That should be an interesting matchup to watch. It's yes. To see, you know, can his running keep him... Yes, for sure. That'll that'll be an interesting matchup to watch. Yep, I think I think it comes down to my quarterbacks versus his quarterbacks, and my quarterbacks are absolutely horrendous. If my quarterbacks can outscore his, I think I have a good chance to win. Yeah, I mean the the big match. Jimmy G, you drafted him. Jimmy G. He's Jimmy G. Yeah. You drafted him last round. He could be the steal of the year. I traded Derrick Henry for him, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I have high hopes for D- Jimmy G. A lot of people projecting him for um, bold predictions to be a top eight quarterback going in for the rest of the year. It could be. I mean, that, that you know, you having Jimmy G is just funny to me because yep. I dropped the pick up Matt Moore. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's up there with the Greg Zerline uh, fab bid. <laughs> yeah. Then, then, he, then he gets, you know, he gets 
I didn't know that you dro- you dropped him. Mean, he was, he was my handcuffed my number one pick. I mean, I figured last pick of the draft. You, you yeah. Know, that's your stud. Well, he's 40-something years old. He's a freaking old man, yeah. but he's just... Absolutely. He's just... Um, uh, he's, he, he, I, he's got a lot of talent, but he has not a lot of talent around him. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He was 8 for 8 for Goodwin with Goodwin. And some dude named yeah. Taylor I've never heard of. He was 7 for 7 with that dude. Dude's efficient. Jimmy G, put it in the books. He's... Cleverly, clev, what's my, what's my, I don't even know my team name. Cleverly Indecisive. He's my mascot. He's my number, he's my X Factor. He's my number one player for the fantasy playoffs. You heard it here first, folks. But uh, we're going on 25 minutes here, Kevin. I want to thank you for coming in to The League Podcast. I really appreciate you coming in and having this interview with me. You were great. Well, I can't wait to hear this. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that when I go, go play this back, you know, you didn't spend the first five minutes of the podcast while I was on bashing me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you never know. You'll have to listen. Well, you might be able to listen in your morning commute or listen during the game. I don't care, but you got to listen. All right, thanks for having me on, brother. All right, Kev. Take care. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye.